Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Um, we are back again with episode two of the Next Step Podcast. We're your hosts, Ryan and Angelina. How you doing today, Angelina? Hi, I'm Angelina. I'm good. So, with, <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean to step on you. Already stepping on you. My bad. <laughs> so, hey, Angelina, you want to tell people what we're going to be talking about today? What? Oh my God, I said, sorry. You tell I, people what we're talking about today? Functional fitness. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So as she said, just in case she, uh, she's having a little bit of audio difficulties on her end, but yeah, we were talking about functional fitness today for you guys out there. So yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode where you got to know a little bit about us, but yeah. So uh, with that, I'm going to ask Angelina the first question of the day. So Angelina, what is functional fitness? Or is a lot of people I feel out there are going to call it CrossFit. What is it to you? So I think, number one, there's a difference <laughs> uh, between CrossFit and functional fitness. I think that CrossFit is just a certain methodology, yeah, that um, sort of popular, repopularized it, I should say, um, and brought it to the modern world. But I think that at its core, functional fitness is about improving fitness. And fitness is defined as the ability to do work across broad time and modal domains. So how well can your body do work? Um, how long can it do it for? And what type of work can it do it for? And according to the CrossFit methodology, that really sums it up. And I think it's such a good definition of like what fitness is. And then the word functional means, does it apply to your everyday regular life? So are we mimicking movement patterns that we see in real life, not just in the gym? And that's what makes it really functional. It's not just fitness to be fit and it's not fitness to be sports specific or good at a specific athletic endeavor. It really is fitness for the real world. That's what I think it is. Um, yeah, what, do you, what about you? Cool, so I actually looked it up. I'm kind of like with you, with but the fact that we're both, we kind of started in the CrossFit world. So I looked up uh, fitness in 100 words. So those are out there that um, have any type of pretty much CrossFit background. It's going to sound really familiar. Um, they say fitness in 100 words, eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch and no sugar. Keep intake to levels that will support exercise, but not body fat. So right off the bat, we're talking about fitness and we haven't even started talking about working out yet. They're talking about food in the first probably Amen. What, 20 words. <laughs> yes, let's do <laughs> it. It says, uh, it's, <laughs> it says practice and train the major lifts, which are the deadlift, clean, squat, presses, clean and jerk, snatch. Similarly, master the basics of gymnastics, which I love that they put this in there. Pull-ups, mm -hmm. dips, rope climbs, push-ups, sit-ups, presses to handstand, pirouettes. I probably just slaughtered that word, but apparently that's what it is. Flips, splits, and holds. I definitely cannot do a split. Um, bike, run, swim, row, etc. hard and fast. So within the first two paragraphs of fitness in 100 words, they've talk, we've talked about nutrition and then how to train. And then it goes into actually how long you train. So it says five or six days per week, mix these elements and as many combinations and patterns as creativity will allow, which is my personal favorite part about it. Of just the fact that I go in the gym, have a little whiteboard on the wall and I'm like, man, what do I want to do today? How am I feeling? What have I done other days? Um, routine is the enemy. Keep workouts short and intense, um, which kind of with, starts to with um for me in the first thing that i actually started like was p90x when i was trying to get ready for air force basic oh my uh, gosh that was how, that was uh, me too p90x what was his name was That's it tony so tony was Horton. it tony was that tony's my tony boy Horton. and yeah 
so remember you had like he was always talking about how you need to confuse the muscles yeah i forgot they called it a special word or something muscle confusion um Muscle confusion. Literally, fitness in 100 words. Uh, regularly learn and play new sports, which is my favorite part. So in fitness in 100 words, you talk about, hey, what do you need to eat? What what movements you need to train? How often? Um, short and intense as well. And then also the fact of even though you're an adult, you need to regularly learn and play new sports, which is like my favorite part of it. But yeah. so kind of what that's the CrossFit definition. And you kind of hit it with the fact of the functional part. Um, and I love it in the fact that like, and I'll, this will lead me to my next question with you, and that I have never really been asked by like buddies or friends, like they want to go do something in the social environment, uh, if they want to go do something. And I haven't really ever been like, oh, I can't do that. It's always mm-hmm. been, well, I've never done it, but I think I can. And the transition, well, not the transition, the translation from the gym and those movements that we normally do has given me the functional capability to go and do these things. And the fact that like somebody goes, oh, hey, you know, rock climbing. And I'm like, I've never actually been rock climbing. And then we go and I'm like, oh, okay, I understand this. Like I have the grip from holding onto a pull-up bar or holding onto a barbell and oh, hey, I need to be able to move my own body through space. Oh, that's the exact same as like doing a pull-up and dips and just yeah. moving my body. And oh, I need to move my legs. Oh, hey, I need I, a box jump requires me to jump and move in this space. Like that yeah. that's the thing that I love about this functional fitness and CrossFit. Um, and yeah, like you said, CrossFit branded it. Yeah. And that's, and, and they made it more popular Yeah, and it gave us what we have today in the CrossFit games, which I'm super appreciative of because it's, it's just awesome to see such a display of dysfunctional fitness. Cause if, I don't know if you remember this, but do you, I think it was like 2014, um, they had the wheelbarrow event. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Messed yeah. people up. Cause you had, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you had, uh, cause they had that. So um, for those of you guys that don't know, so they had an event. I want to say it's 2014 games. I could be off, but they had a wheelbarrow. They had to run across the stadium, um, get the sandbags. They could move as many. I think it was like they could move like one or two or pretty much as many as they could carry. As many as they they could had to carry. go back across it, put and them go in up the, the wheelbarrow. Stairs. Didn't they have to go like up the stairs with the sandbag and back down? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So they had to like go get the sandbag, put in the wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow it down, put the sandbags over the wall, climb over the wall. And then take all the sandbags to the top of the stairs as well. It was yeah. very much like the grunt work. And anyone that has ever had, most guys that have been like pissed off their dad and their dad had that random wood pile, that random block pile. And he's like, hey, I want you to move that block pile over there. And then you get done. He's like, oh, I don't like it there. Can you move it back over here? <laughs> you're just exhausted. <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. wore out. And you're like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, but like that really is like what makes it functional is that it translates into real world work, you know? And and I love what you said was like, it gives me the ability to do new activities and to do them safely because your body has that foundation of, you know, you can move your joints through full range of motion. You can move your joints under load or without load. You can lift something else or you can lift your own body, um, you know, and you could do it for a long time um, at a slower pace, or you can do it for a short time with a really high intensity. And it just gives you this really broad base that allows your body to be ready to try new things without getting injured. Right. So like you can go out and try snowboarding for the first time and you don't have to be as afraid of tweaking your knee or, you know, if like taking a fall and worrying about actually breaking, you know, um, I know that the people who I train who like say like they get in. Okay, so like I had a client who 
uh, I had been training him for about six months and he ended up actually getting in a motorcycle accident, rolling down a hill, popped up. He was slow for like a day, completely fine. And he was like, I cannot believe that number one, I didn't break a bone. Number two, I didn't tear like a ligament, you know, or pull a muscle. And it was just because we had built this foundation of strength. So not only does it make you more functional for like activities and work, it also bulletproofs you against accidents. Like how much more functional and realistic, like, do you need to get? Like that was just, um, I was just so amazed that he just like popped up and like got back on his bike and like went, went along with his merry way. Um, it was just crazy, but um, yeah, it's, that's what makes it functional, okay? It's not just about aesthetics, it's about functionality and can your human organism handle work? Can it handle adversity, you know, and can it, you know, do new things, you know, novel movements, novel activities safely? And I think I think you hit the nail right on the head there with like the fact of functional fitness makes the body bulletproof. Um, just even with me in the last um, what four or five months, um, me and you kind of had a conversation about about how I tweaked my calf, and literally we're playing um, ultimate ultimate football for um, squadron like physical training, so like PT. Uh, I, I it rained. I'm in nobles because what other shoes do I wear? Um, so I back we went to do like a back pedal, and when I did it, it, it rained. Leg slipped. Right, right knee goes down, left leg hyperextends, mm. and I strained my calf. Verse, and like I felt it kind of strain when I kept playing the sport. But then, like I just had a high, I had a high calf strain, and like yeah. some people, like if that had happened, like they would have completely ripped it. Yeah. And just the fact that like we we take the time to actually just move our bodies through like positions that no, most people don't on the day to day. The fact that you do a deadlift or like, and you're also willing to do like a box jump. There are a lot of people that are terrified of doing a box jump. Mm, mm-hmm. I know um, who I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, oh yeah, I used to love to do box jumps. They're like, oh, but now I had a kid and now I'm terrified of it. Yeah. And like, it, and like you, you can YouTube it and like look at to see the happiness of people that do box jumps, like the celebration of seeing yeah. someone do a box jump is probably, those, those are the glorious moments to see. Like just this normal everyday person and it's not even high either. Like you'll see like people like a little 12 inch box and they'll jump and they'll land on it. And you would have thought that this person just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that is one of the most awesome things in the, in the world. And the fact it's that just so seeing cool. this normal everyday human, per- human being being functional in their life. Yeah. And, and also like getting to experience like what their body can do. It's like that, that quote from that philosopher, right? Like no one should live life without knowing the capabilities of their body or something along those lines. And it's like, yeah, you know, and it's like, that's so cool that like, when you finally see people be like, I had no idea that my body could physically do this. And now it's like my new normal. And you're right. That's just the most rewarding thing when people get their first, you know, (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I I think, yeah, I think, I think as a coach, that's probably, probably my favorite part of being a coach. Yeah. is the fact of like it, it, it like the athletic part and the competitive part and seeing that part is amazing but seeing your everyday person and just like seeing them go from like the fact of i think we kind of talked about this last episode or maybe just some conversation we've had of just like having clients that just can't move yeah and then you work with them over a period of time and they get to where they can just do a normal air squat like that's a challenge for some people that's a challenge and for like that's people. the thing that i love and that's the thing that like, I love that CrossFit has done. And like, 
And like, I'm not saying, hey, like CrossFit is the end all be all. Like, hey, there's bodybuilding, there's powerlifting, there's strongman, there's the Highland Games, um, there's track and field, there's all these sports and they're, they're just different. They're different domains. And CrossFit really is pretty much became a mixed match mash of everything. And then, like, you've got, like, your track and field, you've got your strongman, you've got your powerlifting, you've got your Olympic weightlifting, like, which, I mean, that's going to be a whole other conversation that I want to have with you about Olympic weightlifting Ooh. and the fact of, like, is it, is it going to stay in the Olympics? So, a little, little spoiler for something later, maybe. Um, the fact of, is, is the Olympics, is Olympic weightlifting going to be in the Olympics in the future? That's it a whole other conversation, though. Oh, my gosh. It absolutely <laughs> needs to. I mean, I was on the I was on board with powerlifting entering the Olympics as well. So we could have both of them, you know, represented because Olympic lifting mm -hmm. and powerlifting. I mean, there's nothing harder than building strength for that long and putting your body through that kind of training for that long and the precision and the technique and the explosive force <clears> and the, you know, the speed. And the, I mean, it's just it is athleticism at its finest, you know, and if they get rid of it, I have no faith in humanity left. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it here no faith in humanity left if we lose the olympic weightlifting yeah <laughs> but yeah. no like strongman like that part that's another in, that's another entire end of the spectrum of like mm -hmm. some of these dudes like the mountain what is the mountain like he's a thor he's like what six four six five like you oh. see the pictures of like brian shaw like trying to fit in a normal plane seat yeah and, like the man literally just does not fit no <laughs> like there's they're, so they're high end spectrums of athleticism and then you have like these normal everyday clients and like they're working out side by side and the only difference is just like is um what just scalability and the fact yeah. of like oh he's doing a thousand pound deadlift okay cool he's also like as big as a house and freaking weighs 300 almost 400 pounds well you have an older lady over here like she's in her 60s 70s and she's taking maybe she's lifting like the pvc pipe yeah they're doing the exact same workout yeah it's only difference is where they're at in life yeah, how far like, and along that's what I love about are they? Yeah, that's what I love about um, just functional fitness and the fact that you can, it brings competitiveness back in the gym. Like that's the one, that's, that's, a, that's a, my personal favorite part about like the playing and learning new sports. Yeah. There's nothing better than going to the gym with your buddies and like seeing all these people that you've come to know and doing a workout and then see, okay, seeing who is at the top. And yeah. then that person has like, oh, they, they have like the accolades for today. Till the next workout and you're like oh they i got the you bragging time. Rights. it just it makes you feel like a, yeah it makes you feel like a kid again it does and i feel like we lose a lot of that as adults and it lets you it gives you that um you're playing and learning a new sport really mm -hmm. and then like man i don't know how many cross gyms i've been into that have a basketball goal mm -hmm. like actually in the gym yeah did your uh did the one that you uh coached at did you guys have a basketball goal no we had an obstacle course an outside okay, I want to hear about this. We've got, we've, with like monkey bars and like little things to like jump okay. on and like logs and stuff. Like we had some fun stuff at that. That gym was such a mecca, man. Oh. It's it's unfortunately it's no longer there, but um yeah. So there was always people like you know like literally doing like monkey bars, like kids like on the playground do you know like swinging around and uh yeah like climbing ropes and jumping on trying to balance on like logs while they're walking on the logs and stuff. <laughs> It, it was a good time. And then we also had, um, I think they had like little soccer goals. So soccer was, was a yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so fun. It's always more, it's so much more than I think, um, like the marketing shows of like what CrossFit is because a lot of people are intimidated by it because they don't see 
like what you're talking about. Like they don't know that after you're in the gym, there's all this other fun stuff that we do, right? Like for the warmups, we, we play tag, you know? And, and so I really do think that if CrossFit wants to grow its reach, I think we need to show more of like the fun and the play. And also just to kind of tie that into mental health, if, if I can, um, there is something very, very magical about playing with other people that we lose, like you said, we lose as we lose that ability as adults, everything, you know, gets bombarded with like work and family and chores and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, if we could just get back to playing sometimes, like that's going to keep you young forever, right? Like we don't, what is that saying? Um, you know, we don't get, we don't stop playing because we get old. We get old because we stop playing. Oh, it's just we stop playing. Came from mm -hmm. Tag. It's Have so, you seen the movie so Tag? True. What's that? Have you seen the movie Tag? No. Oh, oh, you need you you oh you and Caleb need to watch Tag. Okay. So, okay. So 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 it, it's as soon as you said Tag in the gym, it made me think of this. So it's actually based on a true story. It's this group of like four or five guys, um, and they play Tag once a month every year. Oh my gosh! And it's <laughs> no 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 boundaries, like no tag backs though, but like no boundaries, and like literally they fly out of their way like the movie is amazing and the fact of like they actually based a lot of the events that happened in the movie on like real stunts that they did to actually tag their buddy like oh dressing up as like the grandma walking through the mall and like oh can you help me sir and like he's like gotcha <laughs> and then oh yeah, that's so cool and, uh, like I know one of the um one of the things that one of them did one of them was like a CEO in a company the dude interviewed got a job as a janitor in his company so he get access to his friend to tag his friend oh my goodness <laughs> great movie i I, awesome. I love that movie so what, is, it's like a lifelong game my favorite movies yes like once one month a year they play tag and then whoever <laughs> at the end of the month and whoever at the end of the month um so like the whole gist of the movie though is that one of their buddies has never been tagged oh and they're trying they're like this they're like this is the year we're gonna tag you <laughs> That's but so yeah cute. so like I always remember I always remember going into a CrossFit gym and like the um you had the ab mat and if you play oh, a little pizza waiters. game and you gotta keep your ab mat away yep yeah yes. you got the little pizza game and you're like trying to have you're trying to do this and somebody's trying to down. smack your smack your mat yeah uh and if you get smacked you have to do like five burpees or something best warm-up ever it really is it really really is and um Gosh, it's just so important for mental health. So actually, did you know that for, okay, I promise I'm not going to like go on mental health tangents all the time, but there's actually something really, really cool that happens when we play with other people inside of our brains. So like there's, we have mirror neurons, right? And mirror neurons are the things, they're the neurons in our brains, the cells in our brains that are able to see other people and reflect and feel empathy and emotion and mimic movements. Um, you know how like okay. little kids will watch you and then they'll like mimic what adults are doing. Huge, huge, huge in learning. It's also really big in trauma because when people are in stressful situations or are traumatized, it's usually because in their childhood they weren't mirrored or attuned to and they were kind of like ignored. And so these mirror neurons can actually get deactivated in people with like child abuse and stuff like that. 
And what we found really? in the neuroscience community is that playing and having this like back and forth with another person actually helps re-excite those mirror neurons and it can help with empathy and it can help with communication and it can help with learning new skills all because you're able to sort of activate those parts of the brain that get turned off so playing is so 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 healing not only does it just feel good but it actually changes the way that your brain lights up as well so that's just a fun little fact about uh, why playing is so important and how it can really be magical and healing for people. Well, I was going to say going in, I was going to tie that back into the functional piece and the fact of like kids. So like I have my three little boys mm. and I, I take little videos of them all the time. So I have, I have like a little home garage gym, like that's very tiny. And in fact, like I have a little bit of equipment and, but I have some stuff that they can actually lift. So like a little five pound kettlebell or like yes. five pound plates. And I was doing like air squats and my son like came over, grabbed the kettlebell and started like standing up with the kettlebell. That's my so son cute. is like three, I have a three year and a four year old doing kettlebell deadlifts. Yes. Like, just cause they saw, cause they saw dad, cause they saw dad doing it. So you're talking about that social and like the kid learning, like that's a practical thing that actually just happened in the fact of it being functional. Yeah. And so not only are they getting healthy, but like physically, they're also building social skills. They're also literally building the parts of their brains that will help them interact with other people and children for the rest of their life. It's a huge, huge, huge issue. This, this, this thing where, you know, like if we're not playing and if we're not having, you know, two people respond to each other, right? Like two human beings actually like seeing each other and mirroring each other. Like it's just really, really important for development. And I'm actually really concerned about what's going to happen with kids that have been in isolation because of COVID right now, who haven't had an opportunity to be with their peers and actually like play. Like you have three, three kids. Have you like, what do you feel about that? Because I don't have any children. Um, I just yeah. know a lot about developmental psychology, but um, have you seen, like, have you been kind of worried about that? Like, Hey, like, are they going to be able to master these social skills and this, and this deep-seated empathy or do, are you kind of worried because like they can't even see people's faces half the time now yeah so I will say um I think that it, it kind of benefits my kids and the fact that there are three of them mm -hmm. and they, they have their brothers at least so while they're not interacting with other children outside of like the household sometimes they at least um, they have, have been interacting with it they, they at least have themselves um in the fact of like Zeke and Parker um even though they always want the same car they at least have the interaction with each other. Um, yeah. And then um, thankfully, though, they do have a babysitter and their babysitter has two kids as well. So they wow. have that interaction with their babies, with the babysitter's kids. So they have had some interaction. And then whenever I have them, I normally take them to the park and everything. And nine times, they always wind up playing like another kid. And like, and like, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And the fact like you guys are getting this, but I was going to say, you mean this right here is an interaction with someone? Like, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, like really, I mean, you, I Gary, I, I would be willing to bet, I, I astronomical amount of money if I ever had it. I'm on the fact that you could go into a restaurant and the majority of people in that restaurant, and we're talking about adults and families are on their phone. It's like so the kids sad. got their nose in the iPad, the dad and mom had their nose in their phones, and you're like, is anyone gonna have a conversation with each other? Like, what was the point of going out to dinner? Like, right. you could have, you could have just had your, you could have just had your meal at home. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that and everybody go in their own separate rooms, like it's, it's really sad to see that. Cause I mean, it's not functional. And like, you're talking about the functional it, part of the functional piece though, is the social piece. It is. And like, you're saying like, I mean, in the fact of like, Hey, playing in the gym, like the community that comes from these CrossFit gyms. So and honestly, the big thing for me is I just, I, 
I understand why CrossFit gyms are expensive, and I and I will say expensive because me personally, I don't work at a CrossFit gym. I love CrossFit gyms. I love everything CrossFit stands for. I love the functional fitness aspect. I love the things you learn at CrossFit gym, the ability. But for the normal person, it's just not. It's just not reasonable price wise. And for some people, like your your lower class individual is not able to afford your 140 to 150 a month. And I mean, maybe they can, but some people just honestly can't. And I think we're missing out on a huge part of the population. And I would say maybe like, without looking at numbers, a a big chunk of the population, the fact that like the people that need to be getting in these classes with these people and learning these life skills and working on their social skills, um, they're not, they're missing, we're missing that huge gap there in society right now in that no, functional yeah. piece. So I would, I, I would, I would question you with that is what, what is your opinion on um, how much like these functional fitness gyms charge? I mean, I know there's the value, the value is there. I agree in that right. part. I will say off the bat though. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's a double-edged sword. So I, I'm going to try to make this as short as I can. So number one, the value, like you said, the value is there. And for an average person who doesn't really understand anything about fitness, what CrossFit gyms provide is the accountability, right? And the individualized coaching, right? So you actually have a coach who you can trust, who is going to be able to guide you through these movement patterns. Um, You also have access to really, really good equipment and not machines that move your body for you, but equipment that you actually have to master and that you will that will directly translate into the real world. Um, and a methodology that has been proven time and again to be very, very effective for longevity, for muscle development, for preventing type two diabetes, for combating weight issues, for um, you know, dealing with like even female issues like osteoporosis. Um, you know, so the value is there in that number one, you're gonna actually get guidance and you're gonna have these skills that you learn from your coaches for the rest of your life. So if you are someone who doesn't understand how to lift and doesn't know how to move their body, going to a CrossFit gym and paying that extra money to know that, hey, I can learn this, I can learn how to back squat, I can learn how to deadlift properly, I can learn how to do a pull up in a safe environment. You're paying for the knowledge and the accountability. That's what you're paying for. Um, And you're also paying for the results. However, (laughs) I do agree with you that the price point is very challenging for a lot of people and especially economically disadvantaged communities who need fitness the most. They already most likely have less access to quality foods, just just the the way that our our classist society is structured, right? Um, You know, we all know that economically disadvantaged communities have higher rates of cancer, higher rates of type two diabetes, higher rates of cardiovascular disease, higher rates of obesity, higher rates of all the mental illnesses. So the price point on CrossFit does put a barrier, um, you know, up for communities who quite frankly need it the most. Um, so that's, yeah, that, I, that's what I was going to say with you. Yeah. I was going to be that. I think you hit that nail right on the head there, with the economically um, challenged like families and the fact of like, they don't like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And they're missing out on what you were saying of like that right there. I completely agree with you. Yeah, they are missing out. And it's such a, it's so sad because I also, you know, being someone who had their own little, little training facility, it is so hard because you want to be able to provide 
it to everybody, but you also can't devalue yourself. Right. And, you know, we've had this conversation too, where it's like, how do you help everybody without depleting yourself and without not getting what you're worth? I mean, you and me have put years and years and years of studying of heart of blood, sweat, and tears into building this knowledge base that we now have. Why should we not get compensated financially for that right like we we need to also take care of ourselves but yeah it is a challenge and i i don't have the answer the closest thing that i've seen to an answer that i think is just absolutely beautiful is crossfit gyms who are becoming nonprofits and who are getting grants to offer okay. um, classes for free and for different populations who are at a disadvantage in some way so um I got my level two at, oh gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to like not remember the name of the gym, but one of the, the coaches at that gym that I got my level two at, they had started a program for people who were recovering drug addicts. And they do that, okay. they do a class three times a week for free for these people that so they can have a nice. healthier lifestyle and sort of replace that bad addiction with something that's healthier. So I think it's a matter of us as individuals really getting creative and thinking, no pun intended, outside the box um, to to make sure that we are serving everyone, right? Yeah, just a little pun there. Um, but oh, you know, I do think it's up to funny. us. Yeah, it's up to us to come up with that solution. And um, you know, I can't blame the brand. I can't blame CrossFit's business model. You know, I think it's going to come yeah. down to what do we care about and how creative can we get to serve the people that we feel called to serve. I, I love that. And I, I, I love the outside the box pun, by the way, that was funny. So for those of you that don't know, most CrossFit gyms are called a box. And yeah. so thinking outside the box, is what, that, that's why we were laughing. Classic. So, otherwise, we're like, <laughs> so funny. So but funny. now, um, so the funny, I'm, I'm going to bring COVID into this. I, I have to. Yeah, let's do it. Watch, we're going to get censored for the fact I just said COVID. Watch. <laughs> Don't say the <laughs> but, C um, word. <laughs> pe people, pe people will be like, you can't say that word. But no, so um, no one's talked about the fact that people are surviving COVID better or like they have a higher chance of recovering if you're fit. <laughs> like no one's, no one's talked hmm. about that at all. Like I don't understand why that's not the biggest, like why is that, like why is that not what we're focusing on here? Like right. the fact of like that you take care of yourself already gives you a higher likelihood of surviving COVID. Cause we mm. all know with this newest variant right now of having what is it, Omicron is what we're on right now. I think gosh, we haven't got to Omega right. yet. Yeah. We're on Omicron. Yeah. But um, Omicron is highly contagious. A lot of people have got it. Like I had it like, I'm, like three weeks a month ago at this point, but Last week. it knocked me out <laughs> for like three. Yeah. It, it knocked me out for like three days. And I felt like I had like the flu. But I really think the fact that like I was able to recover from it so well and I was back in the gym so quickly due to the fact that I do take care of myself. Yeah. But like you were saying, type two diabetes and like they're talking about um, like the number one killer is like pretty much obesity and like because mm -hmm. it leads to like heart attacks and diabetes and all these things. And why are that? I just don't understand why there's not more socioeconomic programs that are tailored to fitness. Yeah. Like, why are there not, oh my why gosh. are there, like, the government funds so much stuff, why don't we fund a free gym? Like, like we used to have community centers, like, we like used in, to in have our hometown, physical, we have community center. We used to have P, uh, PE in classes. 
We used to have sports and after school programs. We used to have a bunch of things that were centered around physical fitness in our public schools and they're getting cut yes. left and, and right. some schools got rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that insane? I mean, that's just like insane to me. Like it makes no freaking sense. It is so terrible. Um, and yeah. And just to come back to, to your question, right? Like why isn't the media or the government or whoever you want to, I don't know, why aren't we, you know, focusing on the solutions to COVID instead of just, oh my gosh, it's a new variant we all got to be afraid of, right? And like, you're totally right. Like if people saw the data on, hey, people with a baseline of fitness, uh, COVID's not really an issue for them, right? Like, it, like if you're taking care of yourself, you are already going to be um, a lot less likely to have severe complications from it and if you don't have a healthy baseline you're more likely to have really you know it's it could potentially kill you and yeah you're absolutely right it's like why aren't we focusing on the solutions that we know exist why aren't we focusing on getting organic you know whole foods in uh you know like school cafeterias why are we slashing sports programs like everything's just so backwards it's it's terrifying oh yeah um, yeah. yeah, so I will say, um, and with that, um, for people that are listening, and if you're watching us, uh, I'm, we're not saying the top end of CrossFit. Like, I think we have, to, I think we need to make sure to point that out. We're not talking about your CrossFit Games athletes. We're not talking about the fittest person in your gym. We're talking about a average baseline of fitness. We're not mm -hmm. talking like, oh, hey, you need to be in the gym breaking world records. We are talking. Your average everyday mom, dad, brother, sister, husband, father, mother, like all these individuals, like we're talking about your average everyday person, just an hour a day, a couple times a week, getting yeah. after it and just making themselves better. Yeah. And like that's, we're not talking, hey, you have to be the best at your sport. That's not what we're saying here. We're talking about just a, just a little bit of play. Yeah. And like the fact, and like that one of the, and I, say, uh, I like that it's actually said play because it's one of the things I'll talk about with the fact of fitness and the fact of I can play with my kids. And I know you and Caleb don't have kids yet, but like you're already prepared. Yeah. Like to chase the little ones around, like because your kid's going to like throw the ball at you. And they're like, come get me, mama. Come get me, daddy. And you're <laughs> okay. I'm on my way. And yeah. some people, they honestly can't play with their kids. Right. And or they can't even pick them up. Heartbreaking. Like, what about the grandparents who can't literally cannot squat down and pick up and embrace a two-year-old? Do you know how important physical touch is to little kids when they're developing? Oh my gosh, like kids did, need to be held. Did right? you see the video? Did you see the video? Which, which CrossFit I've seen many. did it, did it, did, did, sorry. I thought you, I, when you said that, when you're talking about grandparents, I was like, oh my God, have you seen the CrossFit video? CrossFit did an amazing video. Um, it's this older man uh, every day, like he, he has a, this garage shed out behind his house and he like goes out there every day and he picks up a kettlebell and then like he slowly oh, like it go, and it goes like the next day it was so sweet oh my you gosh I, I cried happens. i cried <laughs> i know what you're talking about the, the video it's right, so that, i will let you say it then no 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 no. it's your story it's your story i just i just when you were describing <laughs> i was like oh my gosh i totally remember that one no no, no you had yeah, so the gist of the video is um he's out there he goes out in the shed and, like you see his wife watching him every day he goes out in the shed he's like picking up this kettlebell and then then he starts like swinging the kettlebell and then he starts squatting and he starts like, getting these insane workouts and his neighbors look at him like it's crazy it's like <laughs> snowing some days he goes out there he goes there every day just consistently working and then christmas comes and he takes his like i'm not sure if it's his granddaughter or his grandson 
and he picks them up and he puts it and he holds them in the air to where they can place the star on the tree. This man spent every day trying to just so he could pick up his grandson and his granddaughter so they could put the star on the Christmas tree. And I, I was just like, man, that's what it's all about. Like just the fact of like, like you get like as as a parent, like the fact like I have I have hurt my back actually picking up my son out of the like freaking crib. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't brace my core <laughs> in the middle of the night. I bent over, I picked him out, I picked him up out of the crib, and I was like, "Oh, that hurt my back a little bit." And then I was like, "Oh, this hurts a little bit." But like, yeah, like I, that normal mom and dad, like, "Oh, hey, you have a new baby. Oh, hey, this tw- this eight pound bundle of joy that you want to love and hold. Oh, you have to put them down into this crib that's down here, and then you have to stand back up. Yes, you have to know how to brace your core and not hurt your back while just carrying your child. How about this? Um, I've trained people who wanted to get fit that so they could get pregnant and healthily carry a baby like inside, like, like it helps you get pregnant, like having an yeah. element of fitness, um, you know, not only like, does it strengthen things like the pelvic, you know, the pelvic floor for, for females and, um, mm-hmm. you know, like making sure that you have a strong foundation and that your hormones are all good, all that good stuff that comes with it, but also the ability to bounce back and have the body so used to rebuilding tissue and recovering and restructuring itself. If you're in the gym three to five days a week, your body is used to breaking down tissue and then build, taking the food that you eat, building it back up better and stronger. It is no different, right? It's the same kind of a thing. Like you have a baby, your body's going to get torn the F up, okay? But you will, (laughs) right? But you will bounce back faster if your body is used to that repair. And so not only does fitness train you for like life and, and fitness, it trains your recoverability. So how fast can you actually recover? How fast can your body process metabolites? How fast can your body um, turn food into tissue that is functional? All of that stuff really does matter. And I've seen women, all I'm gonna say is that fit women, they bounce back really, really well after after having a kid. And you'd be surprised at how much the female body can handle. Um, But yeah, just getting that body used to like, oh, we're broken down, oh, we know what to do. Yeah, and it gets more and more efficient over time. So, um, yeah, if you are thinking about getting pregnant, definitely getting fit and healthy before uh, pregnancy is going to help you in the long run so much. Yeah. And, and then and, you'll be able and, to carry a kid funny. after too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny you say, it's funny you mentioned that about women and like the fact of how much you guys, how fast you guys recover and everything, because there's like, there's so many studies out there that actually talk about the fact that women can handle more volume than men when it comes oh, yes, to training. Yeah, just a, just a heads up for those of you out there that don't know, like women can handle more volume than men. We're it's just like it kind of goes in. You said you're bur- better at burning fat? Women are better at burning fat. Mm-hmm. I know, isn't that weird? No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and then the other difference you're kind of like that I like that I know right off the bat is the fact that men, we naturally are able to build a stronger upper body than women. Mm-hmm. but women are able to build a stronger lower body than men like it's it's the yin and yang it's, yeah <laughs> like that's well, that's the way I like to think about it but um mm-hmm. I'll go ahead well I was just gonna add to that was like it kind of makes sense though if you look at like evolution right so it's like what's more important um for women to do so like if you're carrying a baby 
you got to be able to run away from predators. So of course, females are going to have a little bit more of a genetic predisposition to have a stronger lower body for running away. Now, men are probably going to have a better predisposition for upper body. Why? So they can fight the predators. So there are a couple of like really unique differences between men and, and women um, when it comes to fitness. That, that was just like an interesting tidbit that I wanted to like add to support what you said. <laughs> oh, hey, I was saying, it, I mean, it kind of, it goes right in line with the functionality. Mm-hmm. It does, but, right? But I, I, but I, I will say, I do think that we have pretty much defined functional fitness and the fact of just functional fitness is being able to move your body when doing whatever activity you want to do, whether it be picking up your kid, whether it be lifting a barbell, whether it's actually pulling yourself up on, over a pull-up bar or rock climbing mm-hmm. or going out and running a run or any of that. I think you may have hit that pretty well, but with us calling this the Next Step Podcast, I actually am going to put you on the spot here in the fact of what would be your advice of people taking their next step? And we're going to, we, we can kind of do this as a tiered approach. We're going to say right now, I don't work out at all. And then I'll let you give that answer. And then I'll kind of go into the next tier. So, so not, they don't work something? out at all. What would be, yeah, we're like, they don't have access to a gym. We're going to go with, they don't have access to a CrossFit gym. We're going to say that socioeconomic person out there doesn't have access to a gym. They just want to build a baseline of fitness, but they don't have access to any gym. Where would you start them? Body weight, master movement patterns first without load. And that goes for everybody. I don't care how fit you are. If you cannot do an air squat, you should not be doing a loaded back squat. Um, Getting people the requisite mobility and having their joints be able to articulate through a full range of motion, which just means like, can can you move your joints the way they were designed to move is going to be the first step. I don't really know what your question is, but that's where I start always. So I always start my clients with a baseline of, can you, do you have the coordination in place to be able to move your joints through full range of motion? Second, can you breathe oxygen well and pump oxygen through your body well? Start with walking. A lot of people think they have to start with running. And I feel like no, like a lot of people, especially in CrossFit, they do not value walking. And walking is so, so good. It doesn't have wear and tear on the body. It's not hard on the joints. It's actually proven to decrease cortisol levels and stress hormones. So if you are, if you are like a couch potato, the first thing that I'm going to do is let's get you walking, just get you walking, you know, like three times a week for 10 minutes. Okay. And then, you know, the normal stuff too, right? Like park further away um, in your car, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Any chance you get to get more movement in is going to be the best way to go. And second would be, can you move your joints through the full range of motion that they are meant to move through? Squats, push-ups, you know, pull-ups. If you can't do pull-ups, just hanging from a bar will build all the right musculature, right? Um, And your grip strength. So that's where I would start. Um, (laughs) Does that make sense? I think that was kind of what you were asking. Well, I, 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 I love the, I love you go, I don't understand your question. And then you nailed it right on the head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it like, like how no, do you yeah, take somebody from being a couch potato to the next step? The next step would be moving yeah. your joints through full ROM and being able to pump oxygen efficiently, starting with walking and moving up to maybe running if it is safe for your body. Exactly. I think that, I think you, you hit it dead on the head and the fact of like, tier one is like, Hey, I don't work out at all. I want to just like, you're starting out as that grandpa in his shed and then behind the house, he had a goal of, Hey, I want to, I want to hold my grandkid above, above my head 
while they place the star on the tree and actually not oh, hurt myself. Stop saying and it. And I think <laughs> crying over here. And I think you, <laughs> but you hit it dead on the head of like, oh hey, he started with like he just picked the kettlebell up. That's all he did. And you're like, hey, move, just move your body. Like in the yeah. fact of like, do a push up. If you can't do a push up, do a knee push up. And if you don't know what that is, YouTube it, Google it. The amount of resources that are out there for free that yeah. you can just Google knee push up or hey walking program like you're saying three times a week 10 minutes people like, want to jump also, in yeah people want to jump into like the hard stuff immediately and it's like number one yes. your body isn't prepared for that kind of work if you're if you're like a couch potato you've been on a couch for 10 years don't expect yourself to run start with walking okay like that's so good um and then also another thing that i think people overlook is like locomotion through other means so things like crawling like bear crawls, spider crawls, um, all that Ooh, stuff. My builds, shoulders hurt. Ooh, right? Um, <laughs> crab walks, you know, monkey crawls. People do not value these basic, basic movement patterns. And quite frankly, a lot of children nowadays are not mastering these really, really basic movement patterns. Um, I forget who I was listening to, but it was it was uh, some strength and conditioning coach, and he was like, "Hey." We need to put babies on the floor that so they can master crawling again because so many times we put them in these little like bouncers and they're upright and that's great but if they do not actually learn how to crawl their joints are not going to develop the way that they should develop and that's where you get people with weird posture issues or people that are like oh i can't ever lift my hands over my head because i have a bone spur sticking out weird and it's like well you know <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's just kind of like you know, even if you don't have access to a gym, master just moving your body and, and getting from point A to point B in as many creative ways as you can. Walking, running, skipping, crawling, crawling on your hands and knees, crawling on your feet and your hands, you know, crawling, you know, supine where you're, you're face up and, and you, you know, you're doing a crab walk. All these kinds of things where if you look at a playground, kids are doing. Um, <laughs> but a lot of us as adults, we sort of like just don't even pay attention to how many ways can I get from point A to point B? That's going to be a huge, like you're going to build up such a good foundation of fitness, right? Does that make sense? Oh, I could not agree with you more. Yeah, yeah. Like 100% makes sense. When, when is the last time you did a crab walk? Like oh I remember gosh. as a kid doing a crab walk, like in PT mm -hmm. and like or PE, whatever you would, like we call it physical education, but like I remember doing that. We'd be doing that for like 20, 30 minutes. Have you, do you tried to do, do crab a crab tag? walk now that like you're an adult? Yeah. Ooh. And like now I am like, that is exhausting. <laughs> like if you have not done a crab walk in a long time, try and do that from when you were a kid. You're going to go like down and back and you're like, okay, how did I do this for 20 minutes and also kick a ball? Right. Like remember you had like crab soccer. That was like the best ever. Oh, so, so fun. much fun. Like, probably one of my favorite games. And the fact of it did require like so much mobility. And yeah. in fact, everybody be like this, trying to move their hands and their feet. And then you're like, wow, trying to, then you hit this big old bouncy ball. Oh man, that's probably one of the best games as a kid. We okay. gotta bring it back so to we, CrossFit so gyms. I think that's a good warm up idea. I know. Crab tag. I know, right? I feel like I'm gonna have that <laughs> in my back. I feel like I'm in my backyard. My boys next time they come here, I'm gonna have, have that in the backyard. First, be crawling on our hands. They're like, do yeah, it with them. Here. You're gonna get such a good workout. You'll be so sore. A hundred percent. Oh, every time we're in the backyard, I, I'll take like the soccer ball in the backyard with them and I'll just be kicking the ball around them. And then like, I'll put it between their feet and stuff and he'll like pick it up and he'll try and run away with it because he'll be like, you can't do it anymore. Oh my <laughs> I, gosh. I, it's like my favorite thing is just to like actually play with the kids and just like be a kid yeah. with the kids. Like, I love it. It's like one of the best things about being a parent. 
okay so we got tier one we've got hey like i'm on the couch going to here okay then we have like our tier two people i'd say these are your people that like hey they have a baseline and now they want to start they want to start lifting a barbell um and i'm going to kind of answer this one for you and the fact i think that you can most gym like hey we don't have access to a crossfit gym but there's a lot of cheaper options out there and as much as i don't like them and anybody can you can i can get all the hate you want i I'm not a huge fan of Planet Fitness and the fact that like if I drop a barbell or drop anything, it makes noise and I get kicked out. It's never happened to me because um, I'm not rude and dropping stuff. But um, if, you, if you don't have access to anything else, I mean, what is it, like 10 bucks a month for Planet Fitness? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just super affordable. The, and, and I will say that it's super affordable. Um, and like just if that's your only option, I would say tier like your tier two people that are like, oh, hey, I'm trying to learn to move. You get you basic access to dumbbells. Um, it doesn't get you access to a barbell. I've yet to walk into a Planet Fitness, like, when am I traveling and see a barbell? I've only seen like the Smith, Smith machine. machine. It's not the same. That's all I've seen. I have not. It's not the same. So those of you that use the Smith machine and you say that you're squatting 315, uh-uh. it's not 315 because guess what? A normal barbell weighs 45 pounds. A Smith <laughs> machine does not, the barbell does not weigh 45 pounds. So for those of you out there that claim a 315 squat, Oh. I will squat with you any day and I will show you an actual 315 squat. So I, <laughs> but I would say that, really upset oh, about ahead. that. <laughs> I get so upset about the Smith machine people that think that they're really squatting. Listen, if you are on a machine, that machine is putting you in an unnatural movement pattern for your body. That machine is getting rid of your uh, need to balance, to coordinate to brace stabilize and brace. To brace yeah you so no smith machine squat is not the same as a free barbell squat it is putting you in you you're basically forced into a movement pattern um you know to stay on the tracks and so yeah no that is not the mm-hmm. same thing it drives me freaking crazy you know yeah. I'll, I'll get i'll get yeah, like college I- oops sorry <laughs> I'll just just to finish at home, but like I'll get college kids that like come to me and they're like, "Oh, I'm I got a big dick. I can squat 315." And then I put a barbell on them and they don't know what the heck they're doing or how to move. And I'm like, "I thought you said." And they're like, "Well, it's on the one with the tracks." And I'm like, "That's a Smith machine machine squat. It is not the same people. You're missing out on a but you're yeah, cheating cause... yourself because you're missing out on all those other benefits, the stability, the bracing, the the balance, you know, the coordination. You're not getting any of that." So not the same thing. I'm not saying a Smith machine is useless, but try free weights, bro. Oh yeah. Well, I was at the gym the other day this past week and there was these, uh, I was, I was back squatting and front squats and this chick beside me put the little pad on the barbell and was going to front squat. And I was like, Ooh, I was like, I was like, I was like, what is going on? I was like, I'm confused. So I like asked, I was like, hey what are you guys doing and like I, I was genuinely just like curious I was like I want to see how this plays out and she's mm-hmm. like oh we're front squatting and I was like do you mind I, I was like hey I'm not like I'm not like I'm not intruding your guys workout I'm just like hey like I just want to offer you some advice I was like are you squatting like this or are you squatting like this and they're like oh I'm gonna do like this and I was like then what's the pad for I was like I'm genuinely just curious yeah because like I'm a curious individual and I'm I don't care if I look dumb at this point in life. I'm just like, and whatever this, if it is what it is and it plays out, it plays out. And I'm like, have you tried to do it? Like, I'm like, can you do this? And she goes, Oh, like this. And she's perfect mobility in her shoulders. And I was like, then why are you, you in the pad? Like way. you've got it. She's like, Oh, well. And then like, so like they have like the basic barbell and she's like, Oh, I'm just going to use the, use the Smith machine. And she ever used the Smith machine sort of loading the Smith machine up. And I'm like, Oh, you have no stability. Like you, you don't know how 
to brace yourself because like take it taking that ball like standing up and walking a barbell back with any amount of weight mm-hmm. you have to like take that those two big steps and at that moment that weight is on one leg and you have to be able to brace and have that control and that stability of like oh like I have to control and keep myself alive right now yeah yeah <laughs> and like you're saying with the Smith scene you lose that but I would say for those tier two people and like hey, I've learned to move my body through space. I know how to do an air squat. I can do push-ups. I can do pull-ups. Because we were talking about Arnold last time, even in his um, encyclopedia, it the basic workout that he starts with, it's all like a lot of body weight. Mm-hmm. It's like barbell rows in the fact of like you're laying on the ground, you're pulling yourself to a barbell, which mm-hmm. you can do on a Smith machine. Um, push-ups, pull-ups, like it's learning to master control of your body through space. Um, loaded and then, or unloaded. So I, I feel like, yeah, loaded or unloaded. And I think that would, with the two groups who were trying to, with the group, I think we were kind of discussing those two things really hit that nail on the head of like giving them their next step that they can do with that. And the fact of, hey, like you don't have to go to a CrossFit gym. Like we love CrossFit. Me and you, I think we're big proponents in the fact of functional fitness. We love some of it, hate some of it. Like we have pros and cons of it, um, which I'd be probably a whole nother podcast down the road. Pros and cons How much of time do you have? <laughs> I know right exactly so I feel like we can say that for another episode but I feel, but we've given people I think that next step in the fact of like hey I'm, I'm on the couch I want to make myself better but I do want to leave people with one note in the fact of saying Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will, and you won't be either um in the fact of like wherever you're at in life you didn't get to that point in one day right um you didn't get to that point probably in a week you didn't get to that point in a month it might have been years since you have decided to take care of yourself and my advice to people in those mental health um, strength but struggles and just like those physical health struggles is don't be too hard on yourself but find someone that find someone really I like using like a loved one and just like hey like I'm gonna go for a walk and take them on the walk with you and if they don't want to go hey go on your own because down the road you're gonna those moments you have with like your loved one of like you go on walks like I love going on walks with my boys when I have them we always go on walks and yeah I'm trying to instill that in them of just taking care of themselves and the mental benefit you get from that um yeah. but you're going to have those struggles you're going to have those rough days and just know that it wasn't built in a day so don't beat yourself up if down the road you have a day where you don't do anything that would be the thing I would say is there anything you want to say to people before we cut this off yeah um just to kind of backtrack just a hair um yeah i think that the second step that i always do people is i actually do a phase of like not barbell movements if they're if they're coming from a a couch potato so for me it's like body weight stuff like just moving around walking getting from point a to point b right that's the first tier the second tier Mm -hmm. for me isn't barbells it's actually dumbbells and stuff that is even smaller that you can hold in individual single limb you know, one movement at a time, because I do believe that dumbbells, kettlebells, wall balls, um, you know, adding load that number one is a little bit, it's lighter, right? Like it's a lighter load automatically. And number two, building that joint stability and the smaller, tinier muscles and the connective tissue. I think that has to be done first before we go into something like a barbell where you're holding onto it with both hands or it's loaded on the spine on your back. Um, so I do always do a phase of like kettlebells and dumbbells to build up that stability and prevent injury. Um, because what's cool and unique about the dumbbells is that you can move your joints in every direction versus like a barbell, you're sort of stuck within one plane at a time. So 
I do think that that's kind of a little like intermediate thing. It's like, hey, just start with bands because you can even do bands, right? Bands and dumbbells and kettlebells, like the smaller objects, and then graduate after that to something like a barbell or a heavy farmer's carry or, you know, those heavier compound lifts. So I think that there is just a little bit of a step there too, where you can take a couple months just trying to master small objects before the bigger ones. That's all I have. Well, awesome. I think that, I think that pretty much wraps up like functional fitness and like what it means to me and you. And yeah. then also like we covered the fact of like, Hey, like this is, this is the, these are the next steps you guys have. So I yeah. uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you do like it, comment, give us a five-star rating out there. We are on Spotify. We are on Anchor, and we are also on Apple Podcasts. So I hope you guys keep on listening to these shows. And peace. Until later, we're out.